What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu. To live your best life, you must live label-free. As always, bringing you incredible guests, so sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest, after being addicted to meth and on her own at 15 years old, found herself being pregnant after being raped, now runs three businesses and earns over six figures a, a year. Please welcome Jamie Milam. Jamie, welcome to the show. That is a real intense introduction. So I want to get to know a little bit more about what it was like being on your own at 15. Mm, thanks for having me, Deanna. I love this. And I love Label Free because when you are on your own at 15, um, how that kind of started happening is I was raised by my grandmother. Um, I moved with my mom at the age of about nine um, because what little girl doesn't want to be back with her mom. And yeah. I'm not quite sure if my mom was ready um, to kind of jump back into parenthood. And so by the age of 13, I found myself just staying with friends very regularly, couch surfing um, to a point where, you know, I would phone in on a payphone, <laughs> you know, just to let my mom kind of like know where I was occasionally. Um, and so eventually I ended up, you know, starting to date a guy who was 17, um, getting ready to turn 18. And his, he wanted to get a place of his own. And so I moved in with him. I mean, we were smart. I will say I was smart because I, I was like, we need to stay close to the school so I could walk to school. Yeah. Uh, so we got a place right across from the high school. And so, yeah, I just started to stay. I lived with him until about 17, had a couple short stints, uh, short months where I stayed like with my grandparents and then got a place on my own, um, again at 17. And wow. so, you know, I just had started working. It was, it, it was really just a product of not having boundaries, you know, sure. no guidance that led them to drug addiction and just being in the wrong crowds. Um, and at the same time, I'm really glad that I did have those years with my grandmother because it planted the seed for still like doing the priority things. Like I yeah. still only had five B's on my entire high school transcript. I wow. mean, I went to school like that was my one thing, right? That was the thing that I just kept doing, even going to school high on math. <laughs> you know, like it was I still went. Wow. Um, You're one of the lucky ones then. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and again, I think that there is still some things that were instilled in me as a younger child sure. that helped with that, you know, but and at the same time, whatever, you know, drug addiction kind of world path. Uh, and the only way that passed is because I found out I was pregnant, you yeah. know, um, I, and I found that out because I was feeling sick while doing the drugs. Oh, <laughs> you know? And so I found out I was pregnant and decided right then, like, I can't keep down this path. That's not reasonable. This isn't a way to raise a child. And so I had to make a choice. And that was tough. Those first, you know, six months or so after I found out I was pregnant, that was probably the hardest stint of it all. Sure. Um, and then actually bringing a baby in. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> with really like no guidance, no modeling, nothing. Yeah, that's intense. So was it hard to stop the meth? Because I know that's a pretty addictive substance. It's really fascinating. Um, so I, I mean, and just being very transparent, I I only ever like snorted and smoked, right? And I know a lot of people who, you know, 
used a needle and I am terrified of needles. So I don't know if that plays into it, you know, but I think for me, um, it was really like a mind over matter sort of thing. I fortunately, I mean, I really didn't, I didn't have to go through any rehabs or anything. I mean, I think part of it was because I was pregnant, like it literally physically made me sick. You know, I was like, kind of almost like throwing up foaminess. Yeah. Um, I used to smoke <laughs> cigarettes. That made me nauseous yeah. as ever. Um, I, I also had to cut out Dr. Pepper because it made me nauseous too. You know, so I still to this day don't drink Dr. Pepper either. Yeah. But I, just, I think I physically just couldn't. Um, yeah. And for me, I also feel like I knew in the back of my mind that this wasn't the life that I was meant to live. And so I knew I, I could do something differently. Um, it just was a matter of figuring out how to do it. And that took a little, that, that took a long time. Yeah. It sounds like becoming pregnant saved your life. Yeah. Yeah. I say it all the time. Yeah. Best friend, you know, I, everything I do, like every, and now that he is, He'll be 17 next month. And I I look at him and I just think like, how in the world was I on my own? Like I get freaked (laughs) out with him driving, you know, him being out at night, you know, and I just, it baffles me, but I say it all the time. And I tell him too, I'm like, you know, like I don't, nothing can happen to you. Like you're the most important thing to me in the world. And I know that all parents feel that way about their kids, but I really do feel like he did. He saved my life. Oh my gosh. You're going to make me cry. Just you. Oh um, well, so how does that make you feel towards your mother when she kind of abandoned you at a, at a young age, knowing that what you know now and your feelings towards your child? Yeah. I mean, I'm just gonna be honest. It's hard. Yeah. You know, it's, it's still hard. Um, there was quite a stint where I tried to just move beyond it, but now that I, as an adult, um, and we moved, so I, I just started to kind of like reverse engineer my plans of life. Right. And yeah. That got us to move from Oklahoma to Charlotte uh, back in 2015. And a big part of that was because I felt like my family, as well as the small town, I mean, I was in a town of like 16,000 people. And so I felt like everybody kind of like knew me for my mistakes. And whether that is a, a real thing or whether that was just like, my internal fears that I was projecting either way, it was real for me and I needed to leave because I felt like I was like still like pegged as that person. And now like looking at it for, as my mom, right. Um, I mean, I'll just be honest. I don't really have a relationship with her. And part of that just stemmed from, you know, continued therapy. I went through a divorce last year. So we started therapy prior to my divorce which is my best investment on a weekly basis. There's no doubt. And <laughs> uh, it, you know, I had to decide um, that right now for the season in my life, I, I just don't have the emotional capacity to try to like sort things out, but I am learning, you know, for everybody just in general to accept people a little bit more for where they're at yeah. and what they're capable of and what they're not capable of and how much of that really likely doesn't have anything to do with me yeah. Um, it's more her shit than mine. Sorry, explicit. Sorry. It's true. Though. It's <laughs> that's, true. That, that's called growth when you get to that place, you know, you know and, and yeah, that's, it's like, and at the same time, because I am a mom and because I 
literally like I, my body hurts when I think about my kid hurting, right? Like yeah. when I just envision something happening, like my whole body will actually have like a sh- shooting pain through it. And I can't understand and fathom how a parent just disconnects. disconnects. Yeah. And it's not just me. I have a half sister um, and we're close and it's both of us. And it's not just both of us. It's both of us and our kids. Right. Yeah. Like, okay. But again, that feeds into, this is not about me. This right. is something going on inside of her. Sure. Like that she's not able to connect with any of us, that there's something that's holding her back and, and she's got to work that out. And until I can be okay with completely showing up and getting far less than I would hope for, yeah. um, until I get to that space where I'm totally okay with that, then I'll just maintain like my distance right now and sure. protecting my peace. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's very important. Today's episode is brought to you by Honey Love. Ladies, let's talk about shapewear. We all know most shapewear makes you feel like you're being suffocated. That sexy dress in the back of your closet is so freaking cute, but the thought of having your inside squished by your shapewear is just not worth it. That's why Honey Love spent years researching and developing effective shapewear that's actually comfortable. Overly tight, cheap and sticky fabrics that roll up are a thing of the past. Thanks to Honey Love, you can finally feel confident and comfortable in your favorite outfits. We have an exclusive deal for our listeners for a limited time only. You can get Honey Love's best deal they offer. Get 20% off your entire order with the code LABEL320 at honeylove.com. That's right, ladies. Get 20% off of your entire order with LABEL320 at honeylove.com. So you are now in a place where you are making six figures plus a year, year after year, running three businesses. So how did you get into this entrepreneurial space? Well, I've been in sales for uh, over a decade. Um, And when I moved from Oklahoma to Charlotte, I wanted to get into medical sales. I mean, that was, that was the thing I, I worked in pharmacy. I, I, developed a marketing department for the local pharmacy that I worked at um, because I was their compounding technician and nobody was doing it. And so I said, you know what, we need to notify these physicians in the area that we can make some of these medications, right? So we need to market that. So I kind of looked at it as, okay, so why don't we treat it like a pharmaceutical rep does and go and present to doctors? So I did that for the pharmacy and then the physical therapist across the street uh, saw us at a health fair um, at the college and was like, where did you find somebody to do this? Talking to the owner. And he's like, oh, you know, Jamie did it. And he was like, you know, I could use somebody like that. And I was like, hi, I'm Jamie and I'm available on Fridays. Yeah. (laughs) Mind you, this was while I was also, so I was working full time. I was doing 15 hours of college because I'd returned back to school, um, had my son single mom. And so I, and that's why I was like, I have Fridays yeah. <laughs> because it was like, I can dedicate a half a day for you. Sure. And so that was kind of the start for entrepreneurial space, even though I was being paid to, you know, from them, but I was developing departments. And then when I moved again, I wanted to be in a pharmaceutical sales space. Um, so I ended up getting a job in, in medical services for a lab which allowed me to work remote um, for my territory here, even though they were based in Philly. And that started to help me like learn how to treat, you know, be self-accountable, have self-discipline, create my schedule and whatnot. And then I left that job and got into real estate. 
Um, and so that right there, it was, okay, you got to sink or swim. Cause yeah. when I left my corporate job, I was making a high six figure income, yeah. um, we just built a home. And so when it got, when I got into real estate, it was, it was like, I have this it's sink or swim. I've got to figure this out, uh, and replace this income. And, you know, it definitely took longer than I thought that it would. I sure. thought it would just magically like just pour in, yeah. um, no, you know, entrepreneurial space is hard. Um, is. definitely took a step back first. And then within it, I mean, I would say within 18 months, between 12 and 18 months is when it really hit its stride. Um, I replaced my income, then I doubled my income, and then it's it's just been increased since then, which has allowed me to venture into other things at the same time. Um, I think that probably out of having to figure things out at such a young age, it's just kind of become a lifestyle of mine. I get, yeah. I don't want to be bored. You have unique skills that other people that haven't gone through those experiences, you know, they would not have those same skills as you do. You're like a gladiator. You're a warrior. Like you have cer certain survival skills that because of what you've gone through, other people would not. So I can relate to that big time. So it's amazing what we're capable of when we have no other choice. It's so true because I, so many of my friends will say like, God, you're such a planner or, you know, for our business, right? Things that we know that we're doing in November with the charity, you know, I'm in, in July, I'm asking them, Hey, I need to solidify these dates. And they're like, it's July, Jamie. And I'm like, I know, but we yeah. need to plan in advance because for me, it was having to plan out my job, you know, school, all these things, but also how am I going to afford it? right? I needed to financially plan for it. And I didn't have room to make financial mistakes for it. Sure. Like I needed to do things on a budget or I needed to save money. You know, so time was of the essence. That's the thing that we cannot get back. So I would much rather fail forward faster. And the best way for me to have done that is I love masterminding. I love just talking to other people because finding out what they've done, what works, what doesn't work, why it didn't work, why did you choose that route? Like, and picking that from a bunch of different people, yeah. you know, has really kind of helped because like you said, you have to do it. So yeah. when you have no other choice and nobody else is going to do it for you, yeah, you just get out there and figure it out. Man, you're a, you're one of my hashtag boss, boss babes, like totally like <laughs> running things. Oh my goodness. So where, where are you headed to now? Like what's next for you? Ah, yes. So um, I recently also got into the podcast space, which has been just the most like energetically aligned thing in my entire life. Um, I consider myself a multi-passionate, you know, entre serial entrepreneur in a yeah. sense, or idea person as well. But I love, 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 love the podcast space. Um, and so that I'm integrating that in with some of my online coaching that I do. Uh, so I work with other entrepreneurs helping them strategize, you know, reverse engineering these big goals or ideas that they have and putting a really purposeful plan in place. And so between those two things, obviously I'm still in real estate. I, you know, I do that, you know, fairly easily now with like a referral based business. Sure. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about what the next couple of years has uh, as I get ready for my son to turn 18. Oh, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to, you know, put some things in place. So when I'm an empty nester, that's so weird to say, but when I'm an empty nester that I have something that helps me transition in a way that I can really get out there and impact a lot of people. I love it. What's the name of your podcast? Um, I, it's called Determined AF. 
Oh, I love it. And so can you tell us a little bit about your show and what, what it entails, who you talk to, or is it solo? Yes. Yeah, so I do, I do chat with guests um, and it is solo and it really is for entrepreneurs, you know, whether you're newer in the space or again, it's like you've hit this stagnant space, but for entrepreneurs that are looking for strategic growth, um, I think it's important that entrepreneurs talk about our failures uh, and help set expectations for people that are, you know, even aspiring to be an entrepreneur. Because again, like uh, how much money you might have set aside for safety nets, like it's, you know, and when you think that you are going to create your own schedule, like, sounds amazing, but it's a lot harder to do in the beginning. You know, like it takes a while before you can get yourself primed for that. So we talk a lot about that. We talk a lot about systems, the strategies to getting there. Um, You know, what are some of the best strategies that you've implemented into your business that makes the most impact and um, has helped make your business successful? Uh, And so that's the biggest thing. Yes. And we, and I work with my coaching clients and we discuss all types of systems. I think automation and scalability is key. Uh, to build a really big, successful business uh, and to be able to integrate time in for yourself, right? Run yourself ragged. You get into entrepreneurship to be able to impact and serve people. Uh, And so when you run yourself ragged, you just can't do that. And so it's important to find ways to automate and scale and to plan so that you can integrate in things for yourself and truly live life, the, the life that you desire, right? And that you deserve. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Where can people find you, connect with you, learn more, where your podcast is at, all those good things. Yep. Podcast is wherever you listen to your podcast. So Apple, Spotify, all the places, um, Amazon or Google, all the things, right? Uh, Determined AF, just search for Determined AF. And you can also find me on Instagram at Ms. Jamie Milam. Um, and then my website is jamiemilam.com. Perfect. You guys, I'm going to put all those links in the show notes. So go connect with Jamie, go follow her podcast. That's the best way to support her. If you're interested in working with her, go check out our website. Uh, and how does that work? Do you do like an introductory call, like a consulting call first if they want to work? Yeah, with we you? do whatever works for others, right? Sometimes okay. it's DMs, you know, we, you know, we've got group programs, we have downloadable courses, we've got a private community. Um, so there's a few different ways that you can dip your toes in or dive fully in. We, I've got some one-on-one coaching sessions too. Excellent. All right, you guys. So click those links and go support her. So this is the part of the show where I like to ask for last words of wisdom or advice. What would you like to leave with us today? Yeah. Um, I think everything begins with self-awareness. You know, I think whether you want to be successful in business or just in life in general, I would highly recommend to first and foremost, become determined to become self-aware. Take time to reflect, take time to focus on your mindset. Everything starts to follow a domino effect from there. The way that you communicate, the way that you show up, the way that you motivate yourself, the way that you motivate others, it all starts with self-awareness. So that's my biggest thing. When you, when, when you want something, you'll figure it out. You'll go get it when it's something that you're really determined to have to be or to do. Woo. Yeah. On that note, that was awesome. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> well, Jamie, thank you for, so much for sharing your story, being open, honest, vulnerable with us today. I know that I really appreciate it. It helps me connect with you more as I'm sure my audience does as well. So we will definitely go check you out, follow you and support you in any way that we can. So thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. Live Label Free. 
Don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.